Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts, and the format is conversation. We're having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So subscribe today. Take 20 minutes and hear from people living in your community who are making a difference in your community. It's time to get started with Sweet Talk. Hello, everyone. This is Jason Batalden, uh, the Assistant Director of Continuing Education Workforce Training here at ISU. And uh, Paul, you're on the show with us today. As always. <laughs> well, that's not entirely true, but uh, you know, you miss one show, I never forget. Uh, I know, but only, I only miss them when Gar- Gary's here. When Gary's here. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Does that uh, say something? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, what's funny is Gary never gives me a day off. Well, no, I think we <laughs> did have a season, la- an episode last year I wasn't hosting. So that, yeah, I, I, I shouldn't complain. And I don't because uh, somebody, by the way, Paul, just to let you know, uh, somebody uh, texted me today and just said how much they enjoy our podcast here at Sweet. That Some really random person. I mean, I knew them personally to have their phone number, but I had no clue that this person was listening to our podcast. And I just told them uh, how much I appreciate it and how much this is one of the very fun parts of my job. So yeah, I guess we can officially say now our, our uh, listeners are up to 11. It's no oh. longer just my parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you're lucky because because my mom doesn't listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we got a show to get started. We've got a, an excellent guest with us today. Uh, we're excited to hear what she has to say. But before we can do that, I have to hit the magic button. And with that being said, I said I say welcome. And we know now that we have 20 minutes, and uh, and with so let's just get right to it. We have Natalie Christensen today. Uh, Natalie, you're with ISU Athletic. You know what, Natalie, go ahead. You introduce yourself because I will mess it up. All right. I'll totally do it. I'm excited to be here. I've never done a podcast before, so you might have to help me along. But um, yes, I actually have a really neat um, position that I'm actually hired through the nutrition and dietetics department as a dietitian, but I work 100% within the athletics department with the athletes and coaches. So it's a really good um, collaboration between the two different departments. And what do you do specifically? So I I get to do a lot of things, but as a sports dietitian, I kind of really focus on -on one-on-one nutrition counseling with the athletes. Any athlete can come to see me without cost. Um, I do team talks, so I'll meet with um, individual teams and talk about specific fueling strategies or maybe different things they might need for that sport and for that team. I do cooking classes, which are um, very fun. Yeah, they're super fun. And then I tell people I do grocery store tours and then people go, whoa, what? And they're actually a lot more fun than they sound. Oh, okay. So I I would imagine you do grocery uh, store tours because uh, you're dealing with um, basically young people who might be on their own for the first time in their lives. And, you know, mom or dad had taken care of that for them previously. Is that, is that correct? 
Absolutely. Yes. And so many of them have spent so many years just honing their sport. Some of them were multi-sport athletes, right? So I, I have the best story. I had the most darling, like 300 pound athlete in my office. One time we were talking about food and menu planning and shopping. And he just got a little teary eyed and he said, <laughs> I miss my mom. Oh. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so adorable. He's like, I don't know how she did it. She just had all this food and she was such a good kick and a good cook. And she did all the shopping and man, she just amazing. And I said, you make sure you call her right after this meeting and you tell her how amazing she is. That's right. Moms need to hear that all the time. Absolutely. All Absolutely. the time and more often. So, um, so you're helping these athletes, um, first of all, uh, maintain good nutrition, but also, um, you said, um, did you say the word fuel? Are you also helping them hone their bodies for the type of sports that they are in? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Um, there's specific ways that athletes can fuel, um, maybe practice differently than after practice. So before going into practice, um, as if you're a cross country runner and you're going to have a long run that day, you've got to make sure you fueled well. Um, carbohydrates are very important for quick energy that way. Um, I was an athlete way back in the day um, <laughs> at Idaho State, and I was a cross country track and field runner. And we didn't have a dietitian. I didn't have mom and dad, you know, anymore at college. And I probably went to practice uh, hungry probably 80% of the time. You know, you get up early, you have weights, you do school all day long, and then you rush to practice and change in the car, you know, because, and then you're traveling over the weekends and it's just a pretty intense schedule. And so just teaching them how important, making sure they think about food as fuel that gives them energy and power and speed and agility. It helps prevent injury. Um, and obviously it's going to help in their academic. It'll help them with their sleep. It'll help them with their mental health at the end of the day. Um, and so nutrition is just a really, really important part of, of their training. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I guess the thing that, that connected me on this too is I'm wondering, um, and I'm only, I, I guess I'm sharing a little too much here. My son um, played some college football and he too was one of those um, wanting to be 300 pound. He played offensive lineman, you know. Um, and then when he stopped playing, uh, it was a real challenge for him to try to, to get that weight down. Um, how much of that diet while you're um, trying, you know, you meet those certain physical goals. Uh, do those translate to after, after the, the sport is done or after your time in the sport is done? Um, do those same principles kind of hold true? You know, cause I know my son did struggle with trying to lose a lot of extra weight after, after his football days. Absolutely. And I, try really hard to mention to the seniors too, like come and speak with me for sure before you graduate. So we can make sure that we have, you know, all the tips and goals and they kind of answer some questions <laughs> before they head out into the real world of sure. sitting on a zoom meeting all day. Right. Um, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I would imagine that, uh, you know, if they're active throughout their college career and they're involved in sports, they're burning a tremendous amount of calories that they're taking in. And then maybe after college, if they're not on a sports team um, and, you know, they're more sedentary, 
that could be they're just used to this 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 is the way i've eaten um and um i i mean i'm you said you helped try to help them prepare for that transition um but i i imagine it's hard i mean i know i i'm just me and i like to eat (laughs) absolutely so one of the biggest things that i like to teach the athletes too and as a dietitian i'm always talking about lifelong habits of of fueling i always want to encourage mindfulness so that they pay attention to their hunger and their satiety cues I don't want them to lose that. So when they're out and they're not hungry, hopefully they recognize they're not hungry. Um, I always want them to pay attention to the what their body is saying to them. I want them to um, have a really good relationship with food. So food isn't something they're afraid of or something that's like this mysterious something or other. Um, I went out to eat with one of the teams and one of the girls, I mean, Natalie, I'm going to eat these tater tots. <laughs> and I said, you- great. <laughs> great. You, I want you to choose to eat those tater tots. And I just, I just, what I don't want, I don't want to be the food police, but I also want, I don't want you to leave your college career saying, I have no idea how to eat. I have no idea how to make a healthy choice. And right. if you're going to choose mindfully to eat those tater tots, go for it. Do it. You know? Right. But I, but I just uh, don't want you to leave without knowing how to do it. So. Right. Natalie, I'm going to go ahead and quote you on that. So the next time my wife and I go out to a restaurant, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm choosing to eat those na- t- tater tots. And Natalie says I can't. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure my uh, dietitian goal, diet goals are the same as the young lady at the team. But, uh, you know, probably not. Hey, I, I guess my question then is, you know, you brought up, you know, you yourself were a uh, athlete, a student athlete. Um and you kind of you confessed that you know you went to practice 80% of the time as hungry so how did this how did you come to understand the importance of fuel um and 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 its impact on you know body um, performance so i think i went in to nutrition as a collegiate athlete i chose that degree and that major because i realized um at a young age that what I ate and what I didn't eat really did impact my ability to perform on the track. I actually started realizing that in like middle school and early high school. Since then, I've found that I have a really fast metabolism and then I struggle with hypoglycemia, which is a low blood sugar. And I find that a lot of athletes have that, a lot of uh, runners um, do as well. And so I found that I couldn't eat a Rice Krispie treat, which to this day, I hate Rice Krispie treats because I did that one day, ate some Rice Krispie treats and went to practice. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm just guessing what the outcome was. <laughs> yeah, it was lots of puking. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I won't eat them to this day. But um, I just realized like there was specific types of foods that would make me feel good and strong. And I had, I was resilient and I could run four, four hundreds in the afternoon, you know, at good pace. And then there were foods that are like Rice Krispies. I mean, I'm a goner in a half an hour. And so I really found power um, and self-empowerment, you know, in my uh, performance when I figured out how to eat for myself. So that kind of spurred me into taking nutrition classes and getting really fascinated as I learned because our our nutrition 
genetics department, amazing professors. The classes are awesome. I was just fascinated and just really loved the whole subject and felt that even if I um, didn't work a ton, you know, if I wanted to try other things that I, that I could utilize this information every time I put something in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Right on. So, so go ahead, Paul. Yeah. Well, I, I you know, um, I imagine that um, for the most part with athletes, it's pretty, um, t- pretty normal for them to come in, you to give them advice and so forth. But I, I always, because uh, we've had um, lots of episodes about this type, type of subject. Um, have you run into athletes um, that you've trying to come up with a nutrition plan, but they also have, say, um, other factors that you have to take into consideration? One being, um, and I, I'm, a lot of people suffer from this, uh, depression. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I am currently working with our administrators to put together um, what we call an interdisciplinary treatment team, our peak performance team. So it's going to have sports psychology on it. It'll have nutrition. It'll have athletic training. It's going to have strength and conditioning. It'll have academics um, support. It'll have all sorts of um, support interdisciplinarily so we can collaborate because mental health and nutrition are connected, which also affects academics, right? Which also affects, you know, their social and their sport. And so in order to give them that holistic care, that continuity of care that will help them perform and become wonderful, not just athletes, but human beings through their time at Idaho State, we just really need to work together um, to make sure we're meeting all of their needs, all of their wellness needs. Yeah. You know, Paul, when you brought that up, I, I didn't jump right to the depression. So I, I appreciated that mental health component. But then I was also thinking, um, you know, people who have, you know, dietary limitations um, due to allergies and those types of things. Uh, I suppose that presents its own challenge when trying to create diets for individuals that need specific types of food to produce, get you know, specific types of fuel. Absolutely. I've got athletes with celiac disease, with nut allergies, with type one diabetes, um, all sorts of, um, and amazing, right? They're division one athletes and they have these uh, chronic conditions that are outside of their control, but they are able to make it work. And it's super important to give them the access to the foods that they need and the knowledge that they need to stay healthy. Very cool. So it's kind of fun. Uh, I, I guess the, the way we started this whole conversation ago was kind of like you the, the enjoyable parts of your job. And from what I'm hearing, um, the best part about your job is that you kind of get that hands-on interaction with students, right? That you're, you're there, you're dealing with, um, it's not a theoretical practice, <laughs> so to speak. You're not in theory. <laughs> Right. You're, 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 dealing, right. you're involved, engaged in their lives. So, th- I mean, that's yes. gotta, that's gotta be some kind of enjoyment and fun. I really, I I'm super passionate about this and athletes are like the best because you, you take the science and then I translate it as best I can into food. Right. And something right. meaningful that they can, that they can take with them and they will do it. They are motivated. They are, you know, type one or type A. What is that? That like yeah. super motivated. Yeah. Type A, yeah. yeah. Type A. And they're super competitive. So if I ask them to increase their calories 300 to this for this week and then let me know how they feel, 
they can tell they'll do it first of all. And then they, they can feel the change in their body and it's very motivating um, to continue on a path of making nutrition changes so that they can feel better, compete better, jump higher. Um, I just love this particular population. It's they're really motivated and fun to work with. Do you, um, do you share this information much outside of the, uh, the arena? Um, is, is there much application for this information for, you know, the guys like Paul and I who spend a lot of time on Zoom meetings and, you know, we got our, our Fitbits and our step trackers and we're scrambling just to get And we number. want those extra helpings of tater tots. <laughs> yeah, we love tater tots. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But absolutely. I, I meet with coaches too, um, who are generally more active than um, some population, you know, they're athletes themselves. So I like to meet with coaches. I have a Instagram page where we're posting um, nutrition information. It's at fuel underscore bangles. If anybody wants to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, name. And I try to post um, good information that really can be, like I said, I try to talk to them, the things I teach, I hope that they can be utilized lifelong. Um, I'm not putting anybody on a quick fad diet that's going to make major body composition changes in a short period of time just for, you know, we really watch them and try to keep them on a a healthy relationship with food, excuse me, and um, on a track for, for mindful eating, things that happen, you know, slowly that they can do as adults as well. So Natalie, um, I'm I'm a little portly right now, but at some point I I, I was trimmer and I hiked a lot. But um, um, in my youth, um, I was really heavy, really heavy, um, and I found that I kept a, a track of the cap my calorie intake, and that helped a lot. Do you sometimes have students um, keep a journal? of their intake so that you can review it and go, okay, let's see what the problem is. I need you to write it down and, and we'll review it. Absolutely. So depending on what their nutrition or weight goals might be when they come to see me, I will do a 24 hour call or a three day food recall. Um, and really athletes and college students are kind of budget their cooking skills are, you know, kind of at a minimum. So they usually eat the same things regularly. They have food patterns that they follow. Um, and so it's not generally too hard for them to give those to me in a, in a meeting. And then I can quickly go through there and I find gaps. I can might see some deficiencies or I might see some overages, right? Maybe there's too much of something and I can do some quick calculations and really pull that athlete back um, and, and help them, uh, make a few, what we call a fueling schedule. So I create a fueling schedule for them based on their needs, but starting where they're at, if that makes sense. After mm-hmm. they've told me yeah, what they yeah. do and when, yeah. And when their classes are and when their practices, how can we make, you know, small changes and then hopefully over time more changes so that it meets their needs <laughs> over time. Very good. Yeah. So I uh, just jump in subjects a little bit, Nathan, and, and, and you brought this up earlier. You're a homegrown gal, right? Can I say I am. that? I didn't yeah. Mean any. Yeah. So you're you're a Pocatello native. I am. Uh, okay. Pocatello, Pokey High grad was that or no? Did I? Yes, I graduated oh. from Pocatello High School. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that that um, 
I guess it's encouraging, I guess, I, I, you know, your passion for the sport, your passion for obviously, uh, you know, the athletes that come in, but underlying all that too is probably that connectedness to this community and the passion for the school itself too. Uh, I'm assuming. It's true. Yes. And yeah. I have people from the high schools that know me, you know, I have friends and family members. And so I'll, I'll meet with some of the high school teams because I know them or they know me or, mm-hmm. um, I, um, really have a lot of followers on social media that are friends, family throughout, um, I love Pocatello. I love Idaho state. I have families at Highland. I have family members at Pocatello High School. See? Plus, I'm alma mater there, and my kids go to Century. So, so I you got them all covered. Ah. <laughs> you got you got all your bases covered. That's good. No, I, I guess it, it, I love me, all of Pocatello. <laughs> all, no, and I I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I, you know, I think there's there's something to be said too, right? Is is um, um, is is the ISU and, and coming back to ISU and, and working with the students at ISU and um, you know it, it just it, there's something about that I think that yeah, I, I'm not going to say it's unique to our college and our school but it sure is you know I, I can't tell you how many people Paul and I talk to on the show um, you know that are here and you know homegrown products and uh, went to school here stayed here and, and raised their family here and and that sure is uh, a neat little quality and a, a neat little thing to run to run into all the time I, 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 that was just my little comment there so yep i love it so uh natalie i have to ask I um, love since, yeah. since you're all entrenched in you know providing nutrition for the uh the athletes um in at the all the isu programs um do you do you actually attend the games yeah Oh, yeah. I can't I can't sit there and preach to them on how to fuel if I don't go and cheer for them. There you go. Yeah, it gives me clout and like and I love it. Like They see me in the stand notice, too. They notice if I come or, um, you know, when I come in late, <laughs> they'll point it out. Or find <laughs> um, so, so I love to come in. Like, make, I don't know. It's like the icing on the cake to go and watch them perform and maybe see them perform even better after meeting with me or something. So I can feel all special. Um, but I love to watch them perform. It's very, it's very, very fun. Very good. So, and that kind of thought too, the other thing too, Natalie was, uh, I was thinking now, Oh, Oh, hold on. Uh, I'll, I'll ask this last question even and, and just don't worry Paul and I violate the 20 minute all the time you mentioned earlier <laughs> you've got you've got children um, and so uh, you know and you mentioned earlier no rice crispy treats um, so I mean I, but there's got to be white there's there's that translation between job and home and so I imagine the kids get some cookies or brownies every now and then <laughs> My kids get plenty of sweets. Oh, there we no, go. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So that is, that is an interesting question. I mean, how much of your work life do you like um, um, bring over to your home life? And you know, you want to see your kids eat well. Do I mean? But do they look at you going like you're the food police? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Well. Yeah, I, I had um, my daughter say the other day, because I was like, ooh, to a friend, I said, I would really like to have 
um, a, a recipe. I want that recipe. And my daughter said, you don't need any more healthy recipe, moms. No more, no more healthy <laughs> recipes, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. Well, but you know, your, your, your I have title. been called a dessert snob. <laughs> ah, <laughs> your title as mom automatically makes you the food police. So, you know, that's kind of the rule of parenting, right? When you're a parent, you automatically become full uh, uh, food police. So, Natalie, uh, we did run out of our 20 minutes. So, um, obviously, you'd mentioned earlier your Instagram account. And just remind our listeners, I'll go ahead and include that in the description. Um, and please connect with her. Um, and Natalie, I'll be honest, that's how I found you. Uh, you follow, we follow each other on, on our oh, yeah. sweet Instagram and I, and I was following you and, and watching your foods that you put up and uh, I thought this would be a great conversation. And, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on our show and just kind of cold turkey, right? I bet that was weird to get that email that says, hey, you want to be on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually really excited because this particular position that I'm in, um, I'm, we're funded through Dairy West is this, this score program, the sports nutrition program. I don't know if people have heard of Dairy West, but when they, um, they, they help me a lot. They help, uh, they fund it through the dairy farm families in Idaho, but they really, it was them that said, you got to do social media. You've got to get out there and do all this, uh, uh, Instagram and Twitter and kind of guided me through it. And it's really important to them to really reach more than just the ISU community, um, to reach, outside of that. And so I've, I've learned a lot um, through social media. It's been good for me. And then with Corona, you know, the students are off campus right. and I'm not able to meet with them one-on-one. -on -one. Right. And so um, it's been awesome to utilize that social media. So I'm glad to hear you found me there and that it's yeah. been useful in, in even more ways. So that's okay. great. Are there any other uh, social media links that you want to shout out while we got you on that you can, besides your Instagram? I've got Twitter. Okay. Twitter, Twitter. Some people like Twitter better. I enjoy Twitter and it's just at fuel underscore bangles as well. Okay. Very cool. Bangles. Yeah. Okay. Well, Natalie, thank Fine. you for being on the show today. Um, yes. and, and it was a pleasure. Very much. Yeah. So. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, it's been really fun. Um, hey, you said you like to cook. Uh, would you ever be interested in doing a stream cooking thing with us? Absolutely. That would be fun. I uh, see. That would yeah, be fun, wouldn't it? We well, we do. We have this, uh, we do in the kitchen with sweet and we try and we're doing a live stream cooking class coming up here in February. So really? Yes. Yeah, so Where that'll do you be, do it? We, well, we cook it. We have a kitchen in our um, facility in a commercial kitchen and wow. uh, we'll be doing butter, butter chicken, Indian food, butter chicken. Yeah. Butter chicken. And I made that for dinner last night. Oh, there you go. See? <laughs> so, yes. And so you'll interact. Uh, the cook, uh, the instructor will be there and it'll be live streamed. So you can uh, type up questions and it'll be a really cool thing. So that is so we, but, good. Yeah. That. So I, I got a cheap plug for our own program. Thank you very much, Paul. That was very cool. <laughs> so if you are. I'm here to serve. I'm here to yeah. serve. <laughs> I know we're, we're almost good at this podcast stuff. We're almost good at it. So um, with that being said though, uh, for those of you listening, if you will have questions and uh, about Natalie and about the score program, obviously uh, reach out to her through Instagram or twi uh, Twitter, um, or uh, you can contact us at cetrain.isu.edu. That is cetrain.isu.edu. And our phone number is 208-282- 
All right. Did I do it? it? I did it. (laughs) (laughs) You don't understand. That's a big deal, Natalie. That's a very big deal. Uh, So anyway, thank you, Natalie and and Paul, and thank you for being on the show. And uh, and hope everyone has a a a good year. I guess because technically this will be still starting out in the year. So very good. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Thanks for having me. Yep. No, thank you so much. You bet. Thank you.